Channing, I put people to sleep, bro. Who did? They changed rules because of me. You didn't put nobody to sleep. Channing, they changed, you put them sleep? Channing, they you changed. sung on lullaby. Channing, they changed rules because of me, bro. You're, you, you changed the rules. This is how I know you don't know football. That, that's what you're wrong I know football. This is how I know you don't know football. He changed the rules, I changed rules. I changed rules, Channing. He made people change rules. Channing, I changed or the rules. Or Detroit Palomalu no, made people I change rules. I hit way rules. harder than Detroit. Everybody knows that. See, that, that's the thing that people don't know about RC. RC was... Yeah, he brought it every game. Don't get these suits. Don't I mean, get these suits tricky. Troy, you know, Troy was a big he name. He's going to knock himself out trying to knock you out. He's going to knock himself out? He's knocking himself right. out with them shoes. That's though. how I know I'm tough for you. Channing, Channing, you got one pair of real he Jordans now. He knocked himself out. Channing, you got no, one don't, pair don't of real Jordans. don't try my shoes tonight, RC. You got one pair of real Jordans, dog. These the real, real 14. You got one pair of real Jordans. Matter of fact, a pair I turned down. You ain't want these? Yeah, when, when, my, when my guy sent me them, I told him I ain't want them. You ain't want them. What size you wear? Eight? I wear ten and a half. And you still can't feel my shoes. Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. I mean, the boys are all here, and we got plaques. Plastic Hope Burris, the man, everybody love you. Bro, people ain't heard from you, bro. What you doing, man? A lot going on, man, you know. Kids, you know, um, got, got my podcast going on with Fox, myself, LeVar Arrington, uh, TJ Hushman Zada. How you feel working with a bangle, man? I know, man. It, it, it's the craziest thing. Penn State guy and a bangle? So yeah, TJ, it's like every weekend we get into this whole thing about him taking the, the terrible towel and stomping on the terrible towel, man. Right. So it, it, that, that bad blood is always gonna be there a little bit, but <laughs> I know, man, but it's, it's, it's a great show, man. We got about 3 million subscribers on there, That's which, awesome, is really, which is really good. Um, purchase the Juice franchise and make the Juice Bar. So waiting to get that under construction, get those things going, start slinging the juices. Raising the kids, man, and get on the radio. And you got to be from a special place, dog, to say you're going to slang juice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, VA, VA man. VA, ain't, nothing like the, ain't nothing like the 757, man. I wouldn't rather be from anywhere else in the world, man. Right. Just one of those states and being from Tidewater, the seven cities, man, just, just phenomenal, great, just athletes, mm -hmm. musicians, producers. I mean, it's just one of those places where when you start like putting like all the names of everybody together, mm -hmm. you couldn't believe that the proximity of which everybody grew up in, right. like yeah. 10, 15 miles right. away, just a whole lot of greatness. VA doesn't get enough credit. I was going to say, bro, how, how did you do it? Because everybody knows you for football. Right. You was a dog. You the biggest thing out here. Right. And I was a linebacker, running mm -hmm. back, safety, and you come in here and tower over us. What was your pivot from football, though? Because, like, your success, people don't know about your success post-career. Right. And that's what we want we, we want to we wanna bring to light. Like, what was that pivot like, and how did you figure out where you want to go with it? Uh, it was an easy transition. You know, I think you just got to get into a space that, that you're comfortable with. Try to find out what you like to do, what brings you joy, like what makes you happy. And, I, and that's one of the things for me. I just, you know, I got my son, my daughter, my wife, and um, I wanted to get in something that I that I enjoy doing every day, 
And, um, you know, I've always been like a natural healer. I've never been like a big, uh, you know, like pill taker or anything like that when I was playing. Mm -hmm. I was always like on the natural, like the turmeric and the ginger yeah. and the, the omega-3s and the pecan, all, all that stuff for anti-inflammatories and different things like that. So I just started to get, I started to get into the juice business, man. That's, that's what we are now. Right. But I want to I wanna go back. Let me, let me go way back. Missy Elliott. Yeah. Timberland. Yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. Teddy Riley. AI. Michael Vick. Mm. Uh, Thomas Jones. Mm. Let's see. Ronald Curry, the high school phenom. Uh, Dre Bly. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to name a few, right? A lot of companies. Joe Smith, Joe first Smith. pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. Run it, run it for me. Bruce Barry Smith, first Bruce pick Smith, in the Hall of Famer. Obviously, first pick in the draft. AI, we AI. But we go back to you know uh, Keith Gogainis, Matt Darby, so, uh, so with David those, Robinson went to my high school. With that, my with cousin that, Andre Casey. Do you, like, hey, he you feel like that's for like like per capita? I think that's an underrated place for talent as a whole, bro. There's nothing like it. Yeah. I can put that up against any state or city right. in the world. I don't think there's more professional basketball, football, whatever the case may be, from within like a 10 mile radius. Look, let me just name a few names and then I'll ask you where you think you rank. Allen Iverson, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about Newport News. The best. Okay. Mike Vick, the best. Right? Ronald Curry, who people didn't get really get an opportunity to see a lot of. This dude's number one player in two sports. I think though. Ronald Curry was probably the best high school football player I've seen in my life. Really? Ever. Dang. Ever. We're gonna we're gonna say Dre Bly, right? Dre. Dre Bly. Then yourself. So we'll we'll leave it at five. What do you think uh, you uh, rank? You gotta put you gotta put Bruce Smith in there. Bruce Smith, you, you, six, you gotta, six. Well, Lawrence Taylor. Oh, seven. oh my goodness. No, wherever you want to go. No, no y'all I mean, don't disrespect LT. But, but here's, here's the thing, like, like, when you hear, the thing is, every time you give Plex a name, he one-ups the name. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he goes Bruce Smith, and you say, oh, shoot, I, you know. And then he says, Lawrence Taylor, this is the greatest defensive player that's ever been drafted. Right. I'm from Louisiana, and, and we brag all the time about talent, because we got a small state, People right. don't give us a much credit for much yeah. credit for much for much. And we like, hey, but we got all these dudes in the league. We got this and that. Right. But dog, you didn't went from musicians to football players, man, to, to hoopers. Y'all, do you mm -hmm. take pride in, in being where you from, man? And even being counted in that list of players. I think we all do, man. We take a we take a tremendous amount of pride, where we from, how we was raised, how we grew up, what we saw along the way. And, you know, it's a group that's you know, I may not see, you know, Percy or Bruce or whatever for- Percy mm. Harvin, we ain't even talk about Percy, Percy Harvin, Harvin though. For, all, for years, man. and it's just like we never even left. Right. So, uh, man, we take a tremendous amount of pride in where we from, man. It's, right. it's Virginia. I, I started a conversation, where do you think you rank in all those guys? We have a few Hall of Famers in there. AI, uh, basketball Hall of Famer, That's something Mike that I Vick. never even really thought about. What do I rank as far as the guys where I'm from? Because we just all just wore our, our, our cities and where we was from on our back. And we just try yeah. to represent it the, the best be way that we know how. I mean, everybody yeah. is just, it's, it's just Virginia, right. man. It's, right. it's the craziest <laughs> thing. We always say it's just something in the water. Everyone that knows Plexico Burris 
He's a superstar, you know, game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl with the Giants. Where do you think you would rank if the shooting incident never happened amongst those other guys? I think I was a sure uh, ballot Hall of Famer. Wow. Do you think that incident was your greatest pivot in life? Oh, it, it, it changed my life. It changed everybody's life. When, when you look back on that night, what are the memories that recur in your mind about it? I remember everything I did from the, from the, from the time I stepped out of the house. When, when I got it, in the car, I knew exactly where I was going. And I just remember everything about that moment because it was something that I never went out on Fridays. Okay. I never went out on Fridays. This is during the season? Yeah, I never went out on Fridays. Not one time in my whole Why not? career. Why not? Because Friday's like my big pasta night, my hydration. I was trying, right, I've been trying to tell them ready, that the whole getting time. Getting ready for the yeah. game. So I never went out on Fridays, but I had tweaked my hamstring. And so the wide receivers would go out every night um, you know, Sonoris, uh, you know, DT, all the guys. Yo, man, why don't you just come out and meet us out at uh, Outback Steakhouse or uh, Applebee's? I'm like, yo, listen, I don't go out on Friday nights during the season. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But, you know, I, I always uh, been a gun owner. It was nothing different from me not, you know, carrying a gun that night. And, um, it was just one of the craziest nights. And you just remember, I remember every single step I took that night. Like you said, you said you were just going out to a, a restaurant? Yeah. So, so how, how do we get to where the night ended then? Let me jump in really quick. Yeah. Because this, this is my brother. You know, I know him mm -hmm. well. And I think for everybody that's tuning in and watching, they have to understand that having a residence in Florida, you know, and playing in New York, different states have different laws, right? Whoa. In Florida, Texas, you can have your firearm license in all right. these different states, but then in other states, they don't apply. So Plex, he, you know, he spent a, a, a gang of time in Florida. I think you were residents of Florida yeah, at the I've time, right? I've been in Florida for 14 years. For, for but, 14 you know, years. But, you know, me just, you know, not doing the due diligence and being ignorant to the law, the, the gun laws in New York City, but if something like that would have happened in New York State, the, the consequences would have been completely different. A hundred percent. Because New York, New York State is different from New York City. In Florida, we're to, able to, uh, uh, you have your concealed weapon permit, you can carry, discharge, whatever the case might be. In New York City, that's not the case. Right. Even still, though, like the way he went about his life, on Fridays, I don't go out. And then he's talking about Sonoris, DT, like people I know, because I was in New York. And he's like, they go to Outback, Applebee's. Mm -hmm. Outback and Applebee's don't lead to jail. And right. so, like you say, you remember every part of that night, you know, and I'm just so interested in, in listening and to, like, how we get there. Like, that seems right. so simple. And I know how it starts, you know what I mean? You get a call, I'm going to go to this spot, then you bounce to another spot. But that's just so far to me. I know, man, it's, you know, I go out one time on a Friday night and I'm, I'm eight years in. Right. And you look at everything that happened and it's just, if I just stay true to form, mm -hmm. you know, who I am as a person, like we're not even here having this conversation, but that's life. You know, things happen. 
and we go to the Applebee's, and uh, yo, we going to the city. And I was like, I ain't playing, I'm hurt. I got right. a hamstring, I'm, I'm just healing my leg. I'm, I'm just, I know I ain't playing in the game. So I shoot to the city, boom. And um, I, pull up, I pull up to the Latin Quarter, and I pull up on the side, like Latin Quarter's on the right, I make the right, I'm in the main bag, I pull up, and I never forget this. I turn the car off, I had a pistol sitting on the seat, and I open the door and I get out the car. Mm-hmm. And my mind, I'm like, you know what? I look at the gun mm-hmm. and I say, you know what? I'm gonna take it with me. Mm. That that part right there. This is just that 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 one decision of maybe putting it in my glove compartment yep. or maybe doing something else with it. Yep. Just that one decision leads to the well, rest. Why, why did you why did you decide to take it with you? Like that that's the thing that people would ask. Why like, why do you think that you need to have a pistol with you when you just go hang out with your home? Well, I was a gun owner. I mean, that's what that's what I did when I was home, Florida. I just I, I just carried a pistol. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just what I did. But me, like my 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 conscience had already told me to leave it mm-hmm. because I thought about it. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it with me. And I would never forget that decision that I made right then. Well then, I got I got to go chronologically now. Right. So from that point, you get out the Maybach, you look back, you see the Glock. Yeah. You got it, you put it in your pants. Yep. And then what what happened from there that we all know that story? Oh, I walk through the door and I see the, the security's there, it's a metal detector. And I was like, yo, I got a pistol on me. They was like, cool, don't worry about it. Come on, I, I, you, you can just go with me. Security, I was like, all right, cool. So I went over chill by the bar, got, had me a drink, I, got, I ordered a drink. And he was like, yo, man, we're gonna take y'all upstairs. I was like, all right, cool. You know, me, a couple of the guys. And so you open this door and it's a stairway and it's pitch dark. So you can't, you can't see. And I got the, the, the gun tucked in my, on my belt. And it's a simple, I'm walking up the stairs and I miss a step. Okay. And it, I, feel the gun sliding down my pants mm-hmm. and I trap it. Ah, okay. With, with two hands. Bow. I see the flame like come through my jeans. And my first part, I'm like, oh man, I hope I'm looking over the joint to see if anybody, I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? And then I, I had on some Chuck T's. I looked down at my Chuck T and the whole joint is like red. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So, so automatically when you when you see the blood, it's like, oh, like you don't even feel it. But right then I, I knew I was like, and nobody knew, nobody heard it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Music was too Me, loud. Nobody heard. So, but at that time, Plex, are you thinking, all right, I shot myself and I got to deal with this injury in football? Or at that point, do you understand the laws? Do you understand the situation I, 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 that you're I, I, in? I know nothing about the gun laws in New York City at that time. Okay. I know nothing about it. So for you, it's just, oh, this gun went off. I need to figure out this situation right Boom. now. I'm trying to make sure, like, ain't nobody hit or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really going to be up if somebody down there got a bullet in them. You know what I mean? Right. And so you was worried. You was worried about shooting somebody else. Yeah. And then when you saw your Chuck, then you was like, I, I, I done I, shot I, I myself. Tapped my, I tapped my man, I said, yo, take me to the hospital. He said, what's wrong? I said, yo, look at my shoe. He was like, oh, no. And you ain't feeling it? But so they didn't know, though, that the gun went off at all. Nobody heard nothing. Nobody knew until I got to the hospital. So happened. you get to the hospital, you running down everything that happened. When does it hit you or when do you start having the conversations about what it means as far as the law then. I, I'm just thinking like, like, it's an accident. Everybody's okay, I'm fine. And I'm just thinking, oh, it's, it's an accident, whatever. It's not that serious. And I really just left the hospital the next day, like, all right, I'm gonna heal up from this. I got a hamstring, maybe I'll miss the rest of the season. And that was gonna be it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be any ramifications for, for what had happened. I just thought it was like, all right, cool. I'm fine. Nobody else hurt. Nobody else hurt. We all good. I'm all good. Boom. Right. Man, it boom. was the exact opposite. What was your biggest regret? Making that decision. Grabbing it, right? Mm -hmm. When you look back and saw the pistol and grabbed it. Conscious, man. You're conscious to tell you everything you need to know. How often do you still think about that decision to, that, to, to this day? And, and what it meant and, and what happened from it? Or are you finally at a place where you passed it, you, you're settled with it, you're okay with it? You know, it's always gonna be the what if. Mm. You know, it's always gonna be the what ifs, I think. You know, for me, um, you know, we, we had a really good football team at that time. Yeah. We were really good. I think we was 11 and one. We, we had already clinched the NFC East and we were going to the, we had home field advantage and we was, we were in the mindset of running it back to back. We had a really good team. Sounds eight. Yeah. One of the greatest defenses in the last uh, century <laughs> of football took their team to the Super Bowl and they won it. Don't act, don't act crazy. Because <laughs> RC always wanted to talk. We gave up 13 points a game, bro. Because if they threw the ball at the Plex, he was going to marsh your ass and you were going to stand there and walk to the sideline looking at the ground. Y'all scored like 16 points that game. 17 points, like it was a super low scoring game. Y'all defense won that game. We was hitting Brandon Jacobs in his face. He quit, he, he gave it up. Hey, I, 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 I was getting double, triple team, so it ain't, you know, y'all you know, just went out of zone. You seven that, foot, Plax? It's, it's fine. You know what, we have digressed. So you start to deal with, with the lost stuff and you see that these things are coming. You're a wide receiver in the prime of his career. You've played for the two of the most storied franchises in NFL history, Absolutely. right? And when you look at families, the Maras and the Rooneys, I mean, shoot, they so big time. They got somebody that got both names in one now. The right. act. And Rudy so when, when you start to understand where things are headed for you, what's that like? Um, I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't really think I understood the magnitude of what had happened. Mm -hmm. Because I was just so nonchalant about it that, I mean, I went into the hospital that night and got up and walked out and got into my car and, and went home. Like, you know what? Nobody had heard anything. It was two days later. 
that anybody had even heard anything about it. And I just thought that, you know. Had you been to the building since or no? No, it was a Friday. We were playing in Washington the next day, so I wasn't traveling with the football. I wasn't traveling with the team. I was okay. staying at home. So nobody knew. So Sunday, I got a call from the coach. He was like, yeah, I think you need to turn yourself in. I'm like, for what? <laughs> right. <laughs> turn yourself in. Coach called, he's like, yo, man, you need to turn yourself in. I'm like, TZ? for what? Yeah. Wow. Man, I, I swear, the game started at 1 o'clock. He called me at 12.58. I'm like, man, you're supposed to be at the game, man. Right. You're the coach. He's like, man, you need to turn yourself in. I'm like, for what? It was like, I heard about your, uh, your incident. And... I was already 48 removed, 48 hours removed from that incident right. before the team have even heard about it. Right. How do you say, okay, I'm Plexico Burris. I've done all of these things in my life. I've accomplished all of these things. I now have this event. How do you go through what you're going through, understand the place that you're in, and say, okay, this is what this is Plexico Burris's next step. This is who I will be coming out of this. But but you really don't know. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right. So then when, you know, my agent called me, he started to explain to me the laws and the rules mm -hmm. of, you know, owning a gun in New York City. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I might be in some real trouble. Right. But still, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? If I do six months, I'll be back in, I'll be back in training camp. Right. That was my mindset. I was like, you know what? I'll go to jail, whatever. I'll do six months. I'll be back on the football field by September. So when it hit and it tells you what you have to do, what's that feeling? So we make a deal with the state and I'm gonna bail out at 10,000. And so I'm sitting in the cell like, you know, like what the hell's going on? I'm supposed to be at eight o'clock. I'm out 10, 15 minutes. I sat in there for like four or five hours. I was like, this ain't good. Right. And the lawyer come to me, he said, man, we got a problem. I remember it. Michael Bloomberg said, we will prosecute this case to the fullest extent okay, of the law. I remember that, actually. Uh, Do you feel as if they were trying to make so, an example out of you? I'm sitting in the in the cell, and, my, and he said, hey, man, we got a problem. And he says to me exactly what Michael Bloomberg said. He said, man, Michael Bloomberg, the mayor, just came out and said, uh, they're going to prosecute you to the fullest in the law. You know what I said to him? I said, who is Michael Bloomberg? <laughs> I didn't even know who the mayor was. He was like, all right, man, we got another issue. Your bail just went from ten thousand to two fifty. Especially once he says that publicly. No, too, what happened? Though. It went once from ten racks to two fifty. But not only that, we had just changed commissioners in a Roger Goodell, right? Mm -hmm. You just go from winning the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. How did this change your career? Ah oh, man, I know exactly. On opening day, we played Thursday night. We hosted. Washington mm -hmm. at, at home, and I signed a new contract that day. Before the game started, it was a five-year deal, $42 million, and I was going to be in New York forever. I was the only player in the league at that time to have home and away shoes from Nike. We was working on making me uh, my, my own cleat, my own shoe. Dang. Gloves and the whole deal. And I still have the drawings from my shoe that never got released. Because of that situation? Yep. We were working on my own cleat, my own shoe. So you have all these things going on, all these things that you built from being in VA, uh, mm -hmm. playing at Michigan State, uh, a Pittsburgh Steeler, a New York Giant, a Super Bowl champion, and you, you're at the prime 
of your life. And, and you get this sentence, you, you deal with all of these things. So how does Plexico Verse rebound from this? How does he start a new life? Because you, no matter, no matter what, all those things I just said will mm. always be who you are. Right. And the story you just told right. will also always be who you are. Mm -hmm. How do you have that kind of rebirth or pivot into another part or another chapter of your life? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. I realized three days after it happened, and I was like, damn, you know, you can spend a whole life like building something, like a legacy, and you can tear it all down in a second. I think that's what hit me. Mm -hmm. I, and I started thinking about all the people I let down. Mm -hmm. Like my high school coach, family, everybody around. I was like, damn. And it happened just that quick. Is that kind of the message you take out of it and the message you give to people who could look at your story, know your story, right. hear your story, and if you got an opportunity to stand in front of them, is that, is, is that what you would tell them? You know, like, you Absolutely. can do all I mean, these. My story is a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to, to, to get over it and embrace it. And mm -hmm. But it's, a, it's also a teaching lesson and and not talk to my son. Like my son can't have a better role model. Right. That's the way I look at that's it. That's awesome. Is that your biggest regret? So we talk about the pivot. Life throws so much stuff at you. Man. Is that moment when you reached over in the Maybach now, I listen. Hey, yeah. I didn't miss you, the Maybach part either. You reached yeah. over in the Maybach now, Plex. You, you, you was flawed. I, 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 I was in so the Maybach. So you looked over at the clock in the Maybach, and you grabbed that pistol. Is he that, got some other regrets. He used to drive. No, no, no. He used to drive up. Listen, bro. I know everything about this guy. He used to hey, drive well, up tell, in tell the... Tell him about night you drive in the Maybach. Is that, oh, but no, no, no. no, no okay, no. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> yeah. You got one, too? What? I was driving his Maybach. Yeah, I was smart. We got to call Fred that, because Freaky Fred, you know Freaky now. Freak, freaky yeah. nasty. But is that your biggest regret in life? All of your life, from when little Plex to Plex sitting here with us, is that your biggest regret that night? Um, I'm say regret. I just wish it never happened. Yeah. You know, tell me all the kid from Plaza Apartments, Twin Canal, growing up in Virginia Beach, singing along, or dreaming of, you know, doing all the things that I was doing, playing football at the highest level. To me, I thought I was the best wide receiver in football at the time. Mm -hmm. And to just have that happen, my life changing, like, overnight. Right. And it was a blur. Mm -hmm. I remember coming out of the courtroom, my wife got in the car, and she was like, are we, is this a, a dream? I was like, baby, unfortunately, it's not. It's a damn nightmare. <laughs> it's a damn it was, nightmare. Yeah. It was. It's a nightmare. It was, but I, I won't say regret because, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I learned a lot about myself and, you know, making decisions. Yeah. Consequences can be devastating. Yeah. You know what I mean? But regret, I just wish it never happened. Did it make you a better man? Would you, would you be the same person you are now if that never happened? Did it make you a better person for your wife, for your kids, for your son, Absolutely. for your daughter? Absolutely. That's awesome. So, Absolutely. so it's crazy to say that that whole situation wasn't yeah. worth it for who you are now. Oh, that's something I ask myself every day. Do you think it's hard because you're kind of weighing the, the man that it's made you, right? The, the, right? the messages you can give, the role model you can be as, as a father, um, just as a man. Uh, for right. so many against all the things 
that you were about to reap. Yeah. You had sown the seeds of success your entire life. Right. And you're standing on the precipice of that. And so if this never happens, maybe you get those things, but also maybe you aren't this man. Right. Is it hard to weigh the riches against the wisdom? I'll take the knowledge and the wisdom any day of the week. I love it. It's awesome. You can always give that back. That's an entire lifetime. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, Miss Vicky would say, (laughs) I don't know. You full of shit. (laughs) <laughs> I take the knowledge and the wisdom any day of the week. Because Miss Vicky, she didn't play. Man. And she knew what she stood for. And she knew what she taught her baby. Knowing Plex and what I've seen him do, you know, over the course of the last 20 years, you know, how he's given back mm. and how he's talked to the young men. Yeah. Because really that's what it's all about. Taking your life examples and uh, trying to steer them in the right direction. I've seen him do a lot of that. That's awesome. I've seen him step out in front of a whole lot of things that maybe he wasn't necessarily comfortable doing, but he stood out there and he did it. Yeah, I've always had a ton of respect for him as a brother, but to see him, you know, sort of put himself to the side, it's made me be able to put myself in those same shoes and share my whole, you know, my situation. Nothing as extreme and life-changing and and, uh, as pivoting as that. He told us. He got detained by the police one time. Stop. And putting it back, and he cried. He got detained. He got detained. Plex, he didn't even get arrested. He got detained. <laughs> they held him. And they held him up for about 15 minutes. He talking about, yeah, it's tough out here on these streets. Look at my face. <laughs> you serious? You're not believing him, right? Give us something about Freaky Flex. He can't. Well, he can. Of course I can. Give- you got to give us something about freaking flat. There's a tie that I, I love that robe. Why? Because y'all done already Why? figured out the crazy things that me and my wife do and that I flip on top and I jump off the nightstand and we done did all that. What are you talking about, though? I want to know some things. Wait, where the hell you bought your nightstand from? Ikea. It's, it, no way is that sturdy, <laughs> Shannon. Shannon, no way, no way your Ikea nightstand yeah, yeah, yeah. is sturdy enough for you to I jump pull, off I into it. I put one foot on and I flip off and I dive right in. But no, I, oh. I really wanted to ask Plex was the best athlete from Virginia. Oh. Allen Iverson, oh, Michael man. Vick, yourself. People don't give Virginia a lot of credit. They say Florida, Georgia. The best athlete coming out of Texas. Here. That's not fair. Is it that Virginia is super top heavy? I think we got like four or five number one right. picks That's what I'm overall. Saying, but in athletically, sport. those two dudes, right? were special, but culturally, those two dudes changed everything about basketball and football, the way people dressed, the amount of tattoos, you were able to get braids, that was AI. Michael Vick totally changed the way we looked at quarterbacks. Like, they've been transcended. I played against him in high school. Who won? Well, we won the game. Are you towards that, sir? I was sitting like on cover two safety, just sitting back down the hash, man, and he turned that ball loose, and we looked at each other. We was like, man, who the hell is that? He was probably about 100 and... 65 pounds. I bet he was wet. flying too, though. You can forget about Flex, it. I had to spy him in the league at his prime. And you had no shot. 06, 07. Oh and you had no shot. And I floated over the ball Man. in Dolphin Stadium, and he took off. And he was 10 yards away from me. And my first step, he was 15 yards away from me. <laughs> my second step, he was 18 yards away from me. And he walked away. And I went to my defense coordinator, and I was like, don't do that to me no more. Ain't no good call. I was like, don't spy me on him no more. I was at Vic at his prime when an Algie Crumpler. Monster. Vic and Algie Crumpler 
destroyed me. And Algie Crumpler had a little belly that looked like he was Vegas, nine AI, months pregnant. You go this, his basketball game. He was, he, he, he was a state player of the year in basketball. He was the number one player in the country and a state player of the year in football. And he was averaging like 44 points in high school. Like game? Four, a game. Huh. When he talks about that plex, he talks about loving football more than basketball, though. It's hard to, to believe. He was who he was playing basketball and playing football. He might have been better football player than he was basketball. That's crazy. So I mentioned earlier that you played for the Giants and the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And you even said you felt like when you went out of the game, you were the best receiver in football. Mm -hmm. These are two of the most storied franchises in the history of the NFL. When you look at those two franchises now, though, having been a part of both of them, Knowing what it means to win Lombardi's in Pittsburgh, understanding how important, when they drafted you, I know that's all they talked about, because when I got there, that's all they talked about. Mm -hmm. Actually winning one in New York, when you look at the two franchises and where they are now, Ben was your quarterback. Yeah. When you look at those franchises, what do you see? It's my brother, man. And I, I look at the whole Pittsburgh situation as, you know, it, 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 was, it was strictly business for me. And I wish it didn't have to be that way. Because I, I was a young kid. I was, what, 25 at the time. And I had to make a decision. Right. And we had just went 15-1, and one, mm -hmm. had lost to the Patriots in the yep. championship game. And it, it came down. I, I remember I walked upstairs to Coach Kyle, and I was like, man, listen, I, I, I want to do more with, within this offense. And he was like, yo, we're not going to change the offense for one person. You know, I felt that I was, you know, my, my game was flourishing. You mm -hmm. know, I was getting to where I wanted to go. And the Giants and the Steelers offered me the same exact contract. Wow. So it came down to me just, you know, making that decision. I went to Minnesota. I was like, nah, who the hell wants to play in Randy Moss shoes? He had just left and went to the Raiders. And then I went to Houston. But Dre was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, Dre got his own show going on. You knew what that was going to be. Yeah. And Carolina and Smitty was like, he didn't want to play with me. Was Moose in there already? Moose was there. Okay. And then Steve Smith said, well, 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 we don't need him. Why is he coming here for? I was like, all right, yeah. cool. So uh, I came to New York. And I kind of, you know, I, I put myself in a puzzle because when I was in uh, Pittsburgh, I was just getting double the X. Right. You know, we, we, we was in our formation I, back then. I already know. It was Deuce and Bussy. Yep. Bussy was getting the ball 30 times a game. He was getting the ball 30 times a game. Yep. Corey Dillon was getting it 30 yep. times a game. Jamal Lewis was getting it 30 times a game. Eddie George was getting it 30 times a game. Right. That, that, that's, that's what, what the AFC North was at the time. Right. And I was like, you know what? Hopefully this kid, Manning, can be just as good as his brother. I said, you know what? Right. I, I, I played the exposition. I need a tight end on the on the front side to get the double off me. Mm. And the tight end was Jeremy Shockey. One of the best players I ever played with his rookie year. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you what do you think about Eli and Ben? They're different. Both great. Hall of Famers? For sure. Mm -hmm. When I look back at it, being a kid that I was, me staying in Pittsburgh would have been something real special. Because of the quarterback or just because of the organization? Just the whole team that we had. I mean, we, we, we went to two AFC championship games in five years. Right. And the I was eventual, part of that. Yeah, and the eventual uh, Super Bowl champion 
came into Pittsburgh and beat you us. You know what's so but, crazy, but, man? But no, I got to press Mark. Go what? Tied up. Two minutes left. Eli, Big Ben. Like, you, you said you like both of them, but I got to press you to win the game, AFC Championship. Who you going to go with? Who going to make well, that play? Eli had more flexibility within the offense to change the play at the line of scrimmage. When you was in Pittsburgh, they wasn't changing no plays at the line of scrimmage. Ben was doing exactly what he was told to do. He had to. There was no flexibility within the offense for him to get to the line of scrimmage and be like, you know, whatever, whatever. But when I was here, as long as me and him was on the same page, y'all do what y'all want to do. Man, what's, what's so crazy, though, to hear you talk about Ben, yeah. me and Ben had a very strange relationship, very respectful. He did some things for my son. They were really tight, which was weird. Uh, when he was suspended, he went to my son's football game. If you're a Pittsburgh Steeler, you can't go nowhere. And so, that was, and so that's always brought him a lot of latitude with me. And so you do the job now, and I do the job. And so I was asked, like, what they should do with Ben. Eli is obviously going to be a Hall of Fame, and he's retired. And I was like, well, the way Ben is playing now, he's hurting the team. I heard about it. And everybody hit me like, yo, what's up with your boy? Right. So I said, man, everybody got a job to do. Right. I don't care. I've always been like this. That don't bother me. I was just talking right. about what I saw on the film. And so, like, you get into it, and you start to see how the fragility of success and greatness works. What people miss is all the times people do protect you. All the times things can be said and they aren't. Right. The different times where we could be on your head or we could speak on your character where you don't. And what happens is people get to this level of entitledness because of what they perceive they've accomplished doing their job and they have an issue with you critiquing the way they do their job. Now, the situation ended up as what it was, and Ben has now played well, but I think it always leads me back to when we do whatever we do, like you coming on here, telling your story, whoever you were when you were Pittsburgh Steelers, when you were a New York Giant, you gotta do it in a way where you can look yourself in the mirror, right? right. And that was my, my thing with that. And when I ask you about the quarterbacks, though, I think about what Eli had to endure, especially late in his career. Right. The things that, that he was going through. Is there a difference in between the two people as they're, opposed to the two players? They're opposites. Right. Zero from A to Z. I would say from a personal standpoint, from a friendship standpoint, myself and Ben's relationship is, was totally different than what me and Eli was. Even though me and Eli, we, we were locker mates, me, you, Chris Hope, some of the guys. But for me and E, it was more of just us going to work. I got you. Doing what we had to do to win football games, but there was really no interaction outside of football. Me and Seven, we developed a brotherhood because, you know, it's Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a different yeah. kind of town. It's, it's family. I yeah. tell people that all it's the time. It's a different kind of town. Yeah. So it's like every Monday or Tuesday, there's nowhere to go. So all we would do was just be with each other. Yeah, and so we talk about those things. The old things that happened, the old teams. I'm like, who are you now, bro? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here based in the New Jersey area. And, you know, I think with, you know, like the current state of, you know, where the Giants are, and just New York football in general. I think people 
more than I thought they appreciate how I played football. It, it means a lot to me. That's awesome. You know what I mean? You and RC were teammates, right? Yeah. Is he square? Because he don't go to no strip clubs. Like, he don't do things that I, I'm used to do, doing plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I ain't gonna put you out on man. our pass. Yeah, no, no, no. Is, is he square? Cause he seemed like a square ass with him tight ass pants on. <laughs> no, 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 man. Is he's, he square? Uh, not at all. He's not hey, square. Hey, hey, the, uh, the man he was always about his work. He was but the, work, he the, was the always, dude that's always hey, working he, is square, he, he, bro. He was always about his business, and you know every Friday he would always come out with his you know his Sean Taylor towel on every Friday. Every Friday. And he always wore them Wicked Witch of the East shoes, or is <laughs> that just Louis when he Vuitton, got money? bro. It's just Louis, just because you don't, you can't don't, wear No, don't tell me a name. What's wrong with my shoes? These are Nikes, but they look better than them damn Louis Vuitton. Hey, this cat put a helmet on, man. He's a different individual. He is. Hey, listen, he is. You know, in, in starting this, it was about having people and seeing people go through adversities, make decisions in their lives to be better and do better things. And first off, I just want to say, man, how grateful we are that you decided to spend some time with us. If you had one thing you could say as we close, what would it be? What's the thing about Plaxico Burris you want people to know? I'm human, man. Straight to the point. I'm human. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. I'm feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.